Welcome to the Continuous Delivery Podcast. My name is Hino. I'm Cheesy. I'm Chaba. So today we decided to talk a little bit about reteaming or resetting teams. So at some point you might come across a reason why you might want to restart all over again and uh, try to figure out why you're together as a team and what you're trying to build. Cheesy, do you want to give some of the reasons that might lead to uh, such a thing, to a team reset? Sure, I, I can think of several reasons, and, and uh, I'm in the middle of one right now. But uh, it could be that maybe that, that you have determined that, that you want to take a little bit different product focus and and the team should be structured around differently around that. Uh, and when I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking about uh, some experiments that Fred George ran a long time ago. Or, or it could be maybe that uh, you've had some turnover and the teams are no longer evenly balanced. Uh, it could be that you've hired a lot of new people, you know, uh, that, 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 uh, that uh, uh, you want to form some new teams or, or move people around to evenly distribute teams. So there, there could be any number of reasons to do it. I'll add another reason that, that, that uh, a lot of people don't think of initially, which is that uh, perhaps uh, by, by reteaming or shuffling the teams around, you inject fresh new ideas across all of the teams, create just a tiny bit of friction that might be a positive for the teams. I can also think of uh, of situations for uh, for team resets. Maybe the team is this, is doing like structurally didn't change or the product owner hasn't changed. They just uh, are about to to work on something completely different, and and that might require uh, a team reset. Or uh, to to Chase's point, if if you would have a different product focus, then that usually it's almost like like discussing that uh, going into more detail of what is coming up and and focusing a little bit on 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 that aspect and then there is one one situation which which could be uh, also hard for a team where they had some some hardship in their in their past and uh, and they would like to then regroup and and maybe uh, discuss a little bit how can they improve but maybe a retrospective is not just enough but uh, a bigger momentum or, or bigger events or maybe a m- more series of events needed to kind of underline that that change. All of those are really good reasons. So what would be the typical activities that you would do for such a team reset? Are they the same as when you start off a new team, when you stand them up? Or um, are some of those those things, can they, can they be skipped? So I would say it would depend on the composition of the new team. So if, it, if it's an existing team and you're just stepping back to kind of do a reflective reset, then a lot of the activities would be more retrospective type activities around, you know, what really has not been working well and what might we be able to do in, in that sense. Whereas if it is, you know, maybe a team reshuffling where some you know, you're reorganizing some teams for, for whatever the reason might be, then it might be a case where you might want to go back and start by reevaluating the entire ways of working, looking at the Kanban board, making sure that everybody understands it, that it's right for the new team composition. You know, look at the, uh, look at the, the, uh, the, the, the ways of working and the team norms and have a discussion around, you know, hey, we're, we're a different group now. Do these make sense? And so uh, other things that you would want to do very early in that case is 
possibly have the team spend a lot of time mobbing, mob programming together because now you've got new personalities, new people that bring new skills or new perspectives to the table and uh, a, a great way to get all of those spread across the team and to kind of normalize again is through mobbing. So those, those are just a few ideas. I also like the part where the team gets like involved the team and work with the team and develop with the team uh, their, their some of their activities. Uh, what I found is that this gives them additional agency to, to, to be impactful on that, on those activities. Like uh, if we have a specific purpose, right of, of why like what is the purpose of doing this team reset and then and then what i like to do is when the team reset is is, is ends or or towards towards the end we come back to those original pain points or original points or original ideas original purpose and kind of recap and see did we actually hit that and uh it's 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 quite powerful if the team feels that they can accomplish something even in that that short time and just gives them an additional additional boost going forward. One of the uh, the benefits of team resets or uh, or restarts or whatever you want to call them is that everyone has at least been part of one of those teams or or a team uh, in a similar context. So um, you can actually draw from their experience and ask, okay, so the last time that you did a, a start that you you were booted as a team, if you will, what worked and what didn't and what would you do different now? And based on your previous team experience, where would you like to end up? Uh, where would you like to be? And what are activities that can lead to that particular uh, desired outcome? So one of the questions that I have for uh, for either of you is when you, you, you pretty much say when you're resetting a team that every everything is on the table. Um, Cheesy, you mentioned, well, go and mob again because you have different personalities. Uh, you might need to set up your Kanban board differently. Um, you might have a different product to work on, which might be one of the reasons why you're doing a team reset in the first place. You might come up with uh, team norms. Is there anything off the table or, or is really everything open again? I would say that that this is actually the moment to be to be really bold and this is actually the moment where there is this unique opportunity to to reflect and 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 rethink some of those some of those um, challenges that the team had in the in, in the past because because often what happens is that these moments sometimes we take for granted that's uh, that's a big miss in my opinion that's a that's a big opportunity lost yeah, I, I don't think anything should be off the table, uh, to be quite honest, because uh, it, it is a new organism, as far as I'm concerned, and a new entity. Uh, and and although uh, if team members have been around or they've, they've done this in the past, it, it's not going to be as, as jarring as if it was completely brand new, everybody brand new. I, I still think that, that they need to take the time to, to explore how they're working together and, and to have those sort of conversations that, that, that would help them um, achieve that those common understandings more rapidly. So that begs the question, what you're saying is that it shouldn't be as jarring. So it should be a tiny bit easier for the team to, uh, to, to gel. The, the differences might not be as big, even though it's a new entity. Um, what does that enable in terms of the frequency which we can retain to potentially get the benefits from that reteaming. What is the point when something becomes stale? And uh, and what is the point where where sometimes a team, it's, it's good to think about some changes, right? 
some organizations encourage they, they, they encourage to, to to reshuffle themselves and they actually make this into a into a one day or two day event and they, they reshuffle the teams and they do this actually sometimes some of them like every six months and and it's that's also an interesting experiment which again uh, speaks to the fact that that what happens when something becomes stale and what is that moment when something becomes stale I would like to bring this back to uh, continuous delivery which is what we're here to talk about. Uh, one thing that I think that is essential for that new team is to very rapidly, within a short amount of time, get to a place where they can deliver their first value to customers. So in other words, the new team comes together. There might be a day or two or three of uh, understanding, building a common understanding of how we want to work together. But, but shortly thereafter... They need to start delivering software to production. They need to start to deliver code and uh, and, and get in the habit of doing that very regularly. I, I think that if you wait weeks before that happens, uh, I, I think that it's not healthy for the team. The infrastructure is already there. The pipeline is already there. People have been working in an environment like it. And they are getting used to reteaming on a regular basis around around a new piece of functionality. Uh, I would expect uh, cheesy for that to happen fairly quickly, would it not? Yep. So basically, that would enable that we we would form almost dynamic teams. That teams no longer are together for a very long time, but they work together on one problem, one feature, and then they're reshuffled. There is new energy. There's new blood flowing, and uh, there's new ideas that might um, that might enable uh, creativity, that might enable motivation, and so forth. Any concerns with that kind of um, way of working? I, I'm, I'm personally not concerned with it. Uh, I haven't been fortunate enough to work in that kind of a, a of space. Not because I, but I, I'm saying, unfortunately, not because I think it's better or worse, but just because. I would really like to have that experience. Uh, I've, I haven't worked there so far. Uh, I have worked in places, and as I said, even right now, uh, we're doing some reteaming uh, in in this in where I'm working, uh, moving some uh, team members around a little bit. We're not forming new teams necessarily as much as just moving some people around and, and such. But uh, I, I I think that that what you just described, you know, would would bring. Uh, as I said earlier, just that slight tension and those new ideas and those new uh, meshes of ideas that, that that I think would be quite magical. And I'd love to be able to do that sometime. Yeah, it's almost, to me, it sounds like it's uh, some of the energy from uh, open space meetings or open space uh, conferences uh, come to the work floor. I would like to see that happen as well. I've, I've been part of some initiatives where that happens to some degree, but not really in a, in a professional environment where uh, teams would be reshuffled on, a, on an almost weekly basis. And that's, that's it for today's episode of the Continuous Delivery Podcast.